Are you ready to stop riding the emotional elevator of life? Are you ready to learn how to elevate your emotions that keep you psychologically traumatized or in an addictive behavior? You are in the right place. Here is your host, Sandy Bird, trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach of the Emotional Elevator Show. Welcome, everyone. Um, I'm here in the States, so happy belated Thanksgiving to people here. Um, But I am your host, Sandy Bird of Emotional Elevator, and I just got to do some shout outs, some thanks, of course, to everybody who helps produce this podcast. I just always want to make sure I'm giving gratitude and thanks um, to Sarah and Christine for the wonderful job they do, being able to be here live, hearing myself on many different platforms and the people that reach out. And that's what I want to tell you. If you're not on Inspired Choices Network, come over to Inspired Choices Network and join the chat room. I would love to answer any questions. If something, you know, sparks your curiosity that I talk about, I would love to answer that question. Of course, you can email me, sandy at emotionalelevator.com. Reach out to me. I would love to hear some feedback. And if something you don't understand that I talk about, I would love to have you ask me those questions. If you'd love to just hear more in depth about psychological trauma or elevating your emotions, reach out to me. There's nothing wrong with reaching out to somebody when you're questioning something. That's the only way we learn and develop ourselves. And that's the only way we start healing is when something goes, hmm, what did she mean by that? Or what was she talking about when she said that this could be when I was teased as a child? So That's why I would like to have you join this chat room. If you're listening to me on other platforms, reach out to me. I would love feedback um, from people and hear what you think. But tonight's episode is all about psychological trauma and the holidays. And do you really want to be around your family? If you don't, it's okay. First, I kind of want to talk about something that happened in my family yesterday. It was my mother-in-law's 100th birthday. Lily Mae Ashman Bird here in Richmond, Virginia, turned 100 yesterday. And why I want to start talking about that is because she's 100. And as much as I wanted to take pictures of her, and if you see her on social media, I got her on, on one of the TV stations that I've done stuff on before. But I... I'm so honored and blessed to have the opportunity to be around my mother-in-law in 100. And to see her, of course, she can't really hear that great. So it's a challenge for us when we're around. But she still laughs. And like last night, we're all talking and having a good time. I wish we would have taken pictures. But we didn't. But we have a 100th birthday party coming this Saturday. And all of a sudden, because she could not hear and stuff, she took one of, you know, those little horns. She's blowing it. All of us stop. Of course, that's because she couldn't really hear all the conversation that was going on. But she is so full of that joy. And that's what makes, and I put a post out there today, about what makes me so honored to see her at 100. Because if I had the honor to live to 100 years old, I'm glad I've been working on my healing. I'm glad because 
what I see in her is amazing. She laughs. Oh my gosh. She laughs. She tells these funny stories. She talks about back when she smoked and threw up in school and how she had to clean it up so she didn't get in trouble. And how, you know, she met my father-in-law, which he was gone before I was able to meet him and all the wonderful stories on how he loved her and stories about my husband, his brother, his sister, the grandkids, and just those happy moments. She doesn't judge anybody. She has a right at 100, I feel like, but she doesn't. And why is that? Because she let go of, if you don't think over 100 years, you haven't had psychological trauma, you have. And I think about, because she talks a lot about her father and her and her sister are in charge of washing dishes. She grew up on a farm, a dairy farm um, in a county near where we live. And they had to work all day and they made three meals a day. Okay, now imagine making three meals a day. Breakfast for everyone who worked on the farm, brothers, her uncles, her dad, three hot meals a day. They ate breakfast hot meal, lunch hot meal, and dinner hot meal. And when she tells the story, she doesn't say it was awful. She tells the story that it was joyful. Okay, so they had, of course, crops too. So she had to pluck the lima beans, and she talks about that and everything like that. And yeah, as soon as you got done cleaning up breakfast, you had to start making lunch. And then as soon as you got done lunch, you had to start making dinner. And in between there, you had to wash clothes or if you're in school, you went to school and then you came home and then you just jumped right in. And her father, so her and her sister, and this is her story she always tells, would be in the kitchen, you know, typical little girls, whether they were little teenage or becoming adults, they would giggle and laugh. And he would tell them, dry up now, dry up now, because he believed Children are to be seen and not heard. Now, I worked with clients where that's what how they were raised. And that is very traumatic to some of them because they feel like they can't speak up for anyone. They can't speak up for themselves because they're supposed to be seen and not heard. And the reason I give my mother-in-law a lot of credit is because she doesn't, she doesn't see that as defining her anymore. When she got married to my father-in-law, he spoke up for herself. She, you know, this is how things are going to be. Then she tried to get a job. My father-in-law, when he got home and found out she went to work, not my wife's not going to work. And she had to quit a job, but she didn't like not feel her worth or value because she tells me all the time, oh, I held the checkbook. Like I held the money. And it's those situations that sometimes we sometimes keep within us. And that's psychological trauma where she, if you went in the bedroom and other places, she's got all these self-help books. So I do spend time over there. Thursday nights are definitely my nights. Sometimes there's two to three nights. I'm over there. I was doing three nights, but it became a little too much for me. Um, And she has a whole bookshelf of self-help books, just like I have a whole library in my office of self-help books. Well, she would say, you know, 
go get a book. And I would always say to her, well, what book do you think I need? Or what book do you want me to have? And she was like, oh, you're great all in in yourself, honey. You really don't need any of those books. But I know if you take those books, they're going to go to a good home. And you will help other people with these books. So I enjoy those conversations because she has suffered loss. She lived in an environment where children ought to be seen and not heard. She did not raise um, her children that way. But they knew that's the way their grandfather was because they knew when they went over there, you played outside, you came inside, you shut up and sit down. She dealt with loss. She's lost two grandsons. She's lost her husband. She's seen so much tragedy, so much loss. She's gone through many things that it's not my, you know, I'm not going to talk about here because it's not my story to tell. But those we talk about as a family. And it's very interesting that she went through so many things. She only smoked once. She threw up. She had to clean it up. She didn't smoke ever again. You know, my husband smokes milk. She didn't drink, or at least she didn't. She might have drank once, but she didn't drink. She dealt with her problems, and she elevated herself. She would get self-help books. And that's why I am so proud to call her my mother-in-law, and I'm so proud to have her say how proud she is of me and all the work I do, and she'll see my post, and she'll see that I do laughter yoga. But when I go over there to her, she does things to make me laugh. Well, she sings songs. A lot of them are Bible songs and Christian songs, but she'll sing songs. She'll get up and dance. And she talks about how much she loved to dance and Randolph, my father-in-law's name. He did not like to dance. That never held her back. And that's what's so glorifying. And that's why I enjoy and I feel honored to spend time with her because that's why I enjoy working on my healing because when I see us and we're all smiling and laughing and, you know, sometimes when I'm over there and her and I are singing and kind of dancing a little bit, it brings joy to me because that's how I want to be at 100. I want to be non-judgmental. Who does not judge anybody? She'll say things like, yeah, she's working on something right now or he's 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 dealing with something right now. So we're just going to pray for him. She doesn't gossip. She doesn't just, she doesn't do any of that. And that's why what I love about her. And I know this was all supposed to be about the holidays, but I kind of wanted to talk about this because this is why like last week I was honored to host Thanksgiving and I was honored to have my mother-in-law here and spend time with my mother-in-law. And I'm honored to be able to, be one of the people to drive her up to her 100th birthday party. I'm honored to have this time with her. I'm honored to see all the struggles she went through and she still smiles and she still laughs and she still walks around and says, God is great. And she has was over 10,000 crosses she ordered and she hands them wherever she goes and she invites people to her birthday party and she invites people to her house. She has no she does have some trust issues late at night. She lives in our city and that's a joke, running joke with all of us that you'd lock the door because we live in the city 
and we joke about it and it becomes such a joke. But if someone knocked on the door and she could hear it, she'd be the first one up trying to answer that door and let them in if they needed to come in. So she is very trusting. She walks up to anybody. She doesn't judge anybody. And that's what I love about being around her. And that's why if God blesses me with being to 100, be like that. I want to be where I have no restrictions on myself, that the psychological traumas that I've continued to work on and that I talk about are, are worked on. Because how wonderful, even at 60, I'm about to turn 55 in two months, two months, like two weeks. And I'm proud of what I've become just now at 55 from 42 to 55. More so 48, 49 in the strides I make. Just think if I made it to 100, how great it would be. But that's kind of what I wanted to come on here and Start off with, I know that's not the topic I had on here was the um, psychological trauma around the holidays, but I wanted to kind of bring light to it that if my hundred year old mother-in-law can be so joyful, so grateful, so thankful Like every day she wakes up, thank you, God, for another day here. Thank you, God. Now, she doesn't always say, God is going to call her home when he's ready to have her home. home. But I've been there when I think she's been called home and she says, not today, God. I got some more work to do. Not today. So I'm kind of teetering on that. But that's getting through because she's a hundred. Think about this. If she stayed, Buried in her psychological trauma from loss to what she went through growing up on a farm, her father being very stern, um, to she never worked. See, you know, the things that she went through and losses of all of her family. She's the last living one in her, you know, bloodline of her brothers and sisters. Of course, her parents aren't here. He's lost two grandsons. Just think, if she were to take on all that trauma, should be what you would call a bitter old lady. He's not. When she goes in the grocery store, she's like, sugar, how are you today? Or hi, honey. Or God is good. Did you know God is good? She doesn't like try to preach to you, but she does say that. And that's what I think is so rewarding. But Yeah, we're going to go to our first commercial break. And then I am going to dive into psychological trauma around the holidays. But I did want to do a shout out to my mother-in-law because she is 100. She turned 100 yesterday. And I'm proud to call her my mother-in-law because if she really stayed bogged down, I'm going to say bogged down with her psychological trauma, she wouldn't be the person that everybody went to see yesterday. She had fire trucks. She had... um, the lieutenant of the fire department there. She was on the news. Everybody stopped by in her neighborhood. She's just, everyone says that she touches their heart because of her joy and her spirit. 
And wouldn't you like to be like that? Don't you want to be that person that everybody wants to go see and say, wow, she touches me or he touches me with their spirit and their joy and to think they could be miserable because of blah, 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 you know, A, B, C, D, E. So we are going to take our first break. And when I do come back, I am going to dive into those psychological traumas in the holidays. And again, you're joining me here on Inspired Choices Network. This is Sandy Bird, excuse me, Sandy Bird of Emotional Elevator. And stay tuned because we are going to dive into psychological trauma around the holidays. Are you living a life of psychological trauma or suffering from an addiction? Are you ready to learn new techniques to elevate your emotions without sustaining or obtaining them from substances that are not good for your mind or body? Then continue to tune into Emotional Elevator with trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach, Sandy Bird, where you will learn techniques to elevate your emotions that don't require a magic pill, food, or impulsive behavior. Listen to Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to sandy at emotionalelevator.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. So the first part before the break, I was talking about my 100-year-old mother-in-law, and I wanted to give her a shout-out. And just how blessed and honored I am to spend time with her and to think about all the trauma she's gone through her whole life. And it doesn't bog her down. And how wonderful it is to be around someone a hundred who is non-judgmental, non-gossipy, non-miserable, but who loves to sing, dance, laugh and bring joy to others how incredible is that and that's what i come on here and talk about because when we do have psychological trauma tend to be very judgmental very gossipy sometimes we overindulge in many things and like i said my mother-in-law never drank she smoked once got sick had to clean it up so she never smoked again of course, I wish she would have done that with her son, my husband, but that's another story. But if we have that, and that's me being judgmental, and if we have that psychological trauma and we spend time around 
a family that is like that, why do we subject ourselves to more psychological trauma? Because they're family? And we don't have to. So I have clients and myself that my mother was, we all know, I've mentioned it, alcoholic. And sometimes Christmas was fun with her, where if she was fun, Anna, as my kids called her, or the fun mom, we would dance. She had a piano. We would sing. We would have that fun and laugh. Oh, my gosh. There are times with my mother, and these are the points of getting over the psychological trauma that I remember this, where we would just laugh. And I sang because my mom played the piano. And I loved to sing Christmas carols with my mother. And I loved to go around places if I knew my mother was going to play the piano to sing. And those are good memories. But when I started really focusing just on my psychological trauma, I didn't see that anymore. But I still subjected myself to spending the holidays with her because she, she was my mother. And that's when you don't have to. If you are not able to be around people during the holidays, because the holidays are about joy, love, and happiness, then don't be around those people. If you are part of a family that judges everybody else to make them feel like they're better than the Joneses, and I'm using that term, Why? Why do you feel the need to put yourself in that? Because of psychological trauma? Now, what if, like I did talk about my mother-in-law, she was, um, her father was one of those that children are to be seen and not heard. Now, what if that's the way you were raised and you're running around your family and you felt like you never had a voice? Why would you want to be in that situation? That is a question I have for people. And psychological trauma and the holidays are very strong because we already feel this sense of obligation. And as I talked about before, I don't ever want anyone to ever feel obligated to be around me. I want people to feel honored to be around me, just like I'm honored to be around the people in my life. As I told my children, because I have said, I did also pass along psychological trauma onto my own children. So because of that, I tell them, don't ever feel obligated to come here. I want you to be honored and spend time with me. I don't want you obligated. I don't ever want to hear my kids say, well, you know, I'm going to my mom's because she's my mom. No, I want them to say I'm going to my mom's because I enjoy being at my mom's and the fun we have and the laughing and the, you know, that, like I have with my mother-in-law. And when it comes to the holidays, some people have strong psychological trauma because when they get in that family environment and it's, bickering and fighting and 
that's something that they walked away and moved to California when they live in New Jersey. And then they keep going back to subject themselves. And then they feel like they're going backwards. Why do you do that? Because of their, your family? You can't speak up. You can't say, you know what? I am choosing not to come because I don't like the person I am when I leave. I don't like the fact that we judge other people or that we criticize everybody. Like to be at a table and feel like you can't say, I decided to write a book about my life and it's very controversial. And I'm going to talk a lot about what happened in my life. And the family goes, oh, don't do that. Oh, please don't do that. Put this out there like that. Are you going to go under a fictitious name? That's not their responsibility. That's your choice. And that's what happens. We end up around family members, especially around the holidays, because a lot of people feel like they have that, that veto card all year until it comes to the holidays. If you use a veto card all year, why do you not use it for the holidays, especially during the holidays? A lot of people go visit family members not around the holidays because of that. They might go and spend time with mom and dad by themselves. Doesn't mean you have to go there and say, you know what? I hate coming because brother Tom just drives me crazy. He talks about how great he is and all this stuff and blah, 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 blah. No, then you also create that psychological trauma. But if you go and you were to tell your family, you know what? I want to spend personal time with you, mom and dad, or mom or dad, or grandma or grandpa or Aunt Mary, Uncle Tom, or whoever. Your family is because your family doesn't have to be a mom and a dad. It doesn't have to be grandma, grandpa. It doesn't have to be. But when you go and then when you leave, you are telling yourself, oh, glad the holidays are over. Or you sneak booze or you go outside and you smoke because of what's happening. Why? Why do you do that? And if it's because you don't get along with Uncle Tom or Brother, I hate using my family names, but Brother John, why don't you say, you know what? You're going to stay in my house, celebrate my family, and after the holidays, why don't we go visit Grandma and Grandpa or whoever? Why don't we go visit them for... St. Patrick's Day. Oh, well, why don't we go visit them the second weekend in January? And you don't have to give reasons because those are sometimes called excuses when we go into, well, I don't want to come because I just don't want to be with the family. But because if you have children, you're passing on that psychological trauma onto them. Think about that. If you're going to spend time with your family and you're tensing up and it's the whole time, who do you think is feeling that too? Not Brother John and Uncle Tom and Grandma and Grandpa or Mama Joan or whoever. Who do you think's feeling it? 
your children, your spouse. Then you get back to your job and you're, now you're putting it on them. And your friends, when you get together, you get home and they're like, how was, you know, how was Christmas or how was Hanukkah or how was Kwanzaa? And you're like, I don't know why I do this to myself. My family sucks. Why do you do that to yourself? Do you feel obligated to go? And why? Why? What are you going to miss out on? The present that you're just going to put aside because you really didn't want it in the first place? Or that present that you're going to re-gift at a holiday party next year or because the holiday party is after the holidays? What is it that you really go to be tortured for? And that's the big thing around the holidays. We spend so much time putting on shows, putting on renditions of ourselves to look together, to look picture perfect, just to have it all unravel by maybe one person. That's psychological trauma. So think about someone who has an addiction and they go and Christmas is all about drinking and stuff. And then everyone's sitting around drinking and this person had an addiction. How do you think that makes them feel? I want people who also are on the other side of the trauma to think about that. How do you think that makes them, well, we shouldn't have to give up everything because they have a problem. That's also psychologically traumatizing them as well. Because you're not willing to try to find out why they had the problem they had. Think about the person who, an overeater or an emotional eater. I was an emotional eater. And when I was younger, I did have my fat days. I've already talked about that. And just think how Thanksgiving or Christmas was. Mm, Maybe Satan shouldn't eat that extra cookie. Mm, let's cut Sandy a piece of pumpkin pie this size, not this size. How do you think that continued with me? And then as I got older, when I became an adult, I would go and nibble, nibble, because I was afraid I was still going to be judged. Because by that time, it had sunk so far in that I felt I'd be judged. Now, If I were to go around, eat what I want to eat. Because you know what? I have a better outlook on myself. And I have self-confidence now. And you know what? I can indulge all I want. Because that doesn't define who I am anymore. Me eating an extra cookie. Me eating a bigger slice of pumpkin pie. I don't really like pumpkin pie. So I don't know why I keep referring to it. Um, But my grandma did make an awesome pumpkin pie growing up. But... If I decide to eat, okay, I'm going to say, I love sweet pie and I make sweet potato pie. If I'm going to eat a bigger slice of that, does that define me? Because at Christmas, I might put on an extra two to five pounds. Is that going to change me as a person? No. But we think about all that psychological trauma when we go or we emotionally eat because we're like, we're in the emotions. So now you've turned around 
and continue that cycle because you feel obligated to be around your family. Then there's a psychological trauma about, I need to prove my worth to my family because maybe I didn't complete college or maybe I decided to go in the military and then I got out because I got injured or I decided not to go with my degree and do a whole different job where I can make more money. Maybe I decided to be a stripper because I knew the money I could make. So now you're sitting there and you're buying these lavish gifts and you're competing with everybody because you want them to to prove to you your worth. So think about that. How many times have you, if you're my age, or if you're a sibling, a parent, a grandparent, and you overindulge or you overcompensate a gift for somebody because you want them to prove your worth to you by a gift you're giving. No, all you're doing is what's spoiling and then they expect. Now you're creating in them an expectation. She spent $500 on me last year. She's going to spend $500 on me next year. And then when I get to be 18, maybe she'll just give me $500. You're creating now an expectation because you're trying to get over a psychological trauma feeling unworthy. I'm raising my hand. I know those who are listening to me aren't going to see it. I was that. I was that person when I married my husband now. And I was that person because of a divorce. I was that person because I wanted to be the favorite stepmom. I was number three. I was that person because I wanted my kids to like my husband better than their dad. I wanted my kids to want to spend time with me because I spent more money on them. I created monsters. I created a Christmas one year, actually, I think it was two years, where I took six months, people. My husband and I came into our marriage kind of debt with some debt from our house. And I got interest-free credit card. So I maxed it six months. Maybe it was even 12 months to pay up a Christmas. That psychological trauma that I imposed on myself. And what did I do? I set expectations for everybody else. Me and I like her. She's willing to buy me Nike Airs, iPads, a new cell phone. Oh, man. Oh, I overindulged. And I did it for probably two years. And I set an expectation. And then when I decided you know what? Christmas is not about that. And I really dove into my healing and realized, oh, crud. What's that trauma around money, finances? Oh my gosh, what have I done? And now I've created my children who want to come here on Christmas just to have good food, laughter, and joy. Because we do things throughout the year. And if they ever need anything, 
they feel like if I only give them the stocking stuffers, they always tell me, will you buy me a candle, socks, and underwear? And we'll be good. Well, of course, with significant others, I'm like, I'm not, that's not what I'm going to do. But I set the stage with, no, Christmas is about family and joy and laughter and not all the, you know, I'm saying it, all the bullshit, materialistic, psychologically traumatized bullshit that's out there. And you know what? I'm overdue for another break. So we are going to go to a break and then we're going to come back and we're going to continue this conversation with psychological trauma around the holidays and how we create even more trauma within ourselves around the holidays. So again, you're joining me on the Emotional Elevator. This is Sandy Bird. And reach out to me, Sandy at emotionalelevator.com or even sandybirdcoach at gmail.com. Please, if there's anything that rings a bell to you, let's have a conversation. Now I'm going to go to a break and we're going to continue this conversation. Thank you for joining me. Are you living a life of psychological trauma or suffering from an addiction? Are you ready to learn new techniques to elevate your emotions without sustaining or obtaining them from substances that are not good for your mind or body. Then continue to tune into Emotional Elevator with trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach, Sandy Bird, where you will learn techniques to elevate your emotions that don't require a magic pill, food, or impulsive behavior. Listen to Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Sandy at EmotionalElevator.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. Time is flying tonight, but I kind of wanted to go back to a little bit of what I was talking about in the second half. First half was all doing a shout out for my mother-in-law. She turned 100 yesterday and how great and honored I am to be in her presence because she doesn't have any of this psychological trauma. Um, she lives her life very joyously and happy and laugh. she laughs, she sings, she dances every day. And then the second half, I was talking a lot about the holidays and psychological trauma and why we put ourselves continuously through psychological trauma to be around our family. And this part, I want to go through some topics 
that when you're working on your healing, some of the topics that come up and how it does relate to the holidays. So I just, before the break, talked about kind of self-worth and self-value. If you don't feel worthy and you don't feel valued, what do you do? You overindulge people in the holidays. You spend money on lavish gifts for people that they you're you're setting an expectation at this point you're setting that expectation on that at that point oh i'm going to invite sandy to lunch for christmas because you know she buys me a 50 dollar gift card i was buying people to be in my life i was buying them i don't buy people to be part of my life because now that i've elevated myself and i see my worth and my value I don't have to buy you to be a part of my group, my family, my friends. So that's self-worth and self-value. You overindulge during the holidays. Do you feel like you buy people's love? Do you feel like you've got to give everybody a gift so they know your worth or value so they can fill your cup up instead of you filling your cup up? About it that way. Do you want to be the person to fill up your cup or do you want everybody else to fill up your cup? Because other people are filling up your cup. You don't know what they're filling your cup up with. Think about that. But if you're filling your cup up, you know what you're filling it up with. Think about that. Why not buy yourself the gifts you want for Christmas? Have everybody else to do the same thing. My husband and I don't, I do, I do give him gifts. But most of mine is to work on my healing, my business, and to do some traveling. So I always tell them, I don't need anything. Just you being a part of my life is all I need. Because at this point now, I'm filling my own cup up. I don't need him to fill my cup up for me. And the same thing with my kids. Don't buy for me. Buy for yourself. Buy what you want to buy yourself and put for mom. Great idea, right? How much happier would we be? Now, I know with children, we can't really do that. But... And how many parents out there get the kids what they pick out anyway? So think about when they get to be adults, tell them, why not buy the gift and just say it's from me, but buy that gift instead of spending the money on me, spend the money on yourself and I'll spend the money on myself and I'll say it's from you. Think about that. How rewarding would that be? So you're proving your own worth and your own value. So now let's think about someone who's psychologically traumatized by self-confidence, an emotional eater, someone who has an addiction. And then they're around everybody and they feel like the oddball out or I can't eat that or they're all drinking and having a good time and I'm just sitting in the corner. Why not just not be there? If they can't respect you, and that's a level of respect, then you don't need to put yourself in that situation. So there you are disrespecting yourself and allowing them to disrespect you. Those are those. Let's see. Owning your own emotion and self-love. If you really self-loved yourself, you're on the people that you know, honor that with yourself. Honor you for the 
triumphs that you've overcome in your life, the triumphs you've overcome in your life. You're around those people, not around the family that continues to put you down for not finishing college, maybe being that stripper, maybe doing drag or those things that bring passion in your life. Don't be around the ones that are going to make you feel like you're undeserving. So think about that. Like if a lot of my family was, and I said, you know what? At 50 years old, it was around 51, 52, I decided really to start a coaching business. I can hear, I can hear the judgment. Why would you want to do that? You're so close to retirement. Just put more money in your 401k. Go for this management. Go for this. Why would you do that? The judgment. Trust me. There are days where I judge myself enough. I don't need anybody else judging me. So that's what I'm saying. Like that's being around people that should be bringing joy, laughter. And that's what the holidays has all been about. I mean, we could go into many of the stories of Jesus and born to a Virgin Mary and she was unwed. I mean, we could go down that route and I'm not going to. But think about that in and of itself, the judgment already there. You don't need judgment on yourself. Self-sabotaging yourself by going and being with family and even friends and even going to the Christmas party that you really don't want to go to. Then don't go. And last week, I kind of gave fun exercises. We are going to do a fun show before the holidays. I'm not going to announce it, but I'll probably put it on there later. But it's all about, think about all trauma that we try to work on, self-confidence. So around your family or your friends or your coworkers, you make sure you have the perfect outfit on because you were teased as a child. Or when you're around your family, make sure I'm wearing my Sunday best. Or what? To sit around a house all day in unwrapped presents and if there's animals, like we have dogs? Why? When did the holiday? Oh, I made my kids dress up as Sunday best. And now if that's what's expected of them, they don't want to be around. And I and I agree with that. Why did we do that? Did that make me more self-confidence? No, it made me less self-confidence because I had to wear things I wasn't comfortable in to look apart that I wasn't didn't want to be. So think about that, self-confidence, um, lack of self-worth, lack of self-value, overindulging, buying friends around the holiday, buying your family around the holiday. Just all those, all this psychological trauma that you're healing from. And how the holidays, even if you're working on it, has you questioning it. I have more people that I've worked with that want to just have a one-on-one with me right now because I feel like I'm sliding backwards. No, you're not sliding backwards. You're realizing 
you're becoming coherent to what it is you don't want to be around and what it is you want to be around. And you're being tested to see, is it worth me putting myself through that? Do I really want to put myself through that? Can I stand up for myself? Can I present my voice during this time? So that's the big thing around psychological trauma and being around family and those friends and those office people that you can't wait to leave the office because they're so gossipy and they're so judgmental and they're just, they're not the people I want to be around. Then choose not to be around them. And don't buy them a lavish gifts because you want to prove your worth. Buy yourself that lavish gift and just buy that $10 gift that you're supposed to. A gift card to Starbucks. A gift card to whatever is the local restaurant or whatever. Just do that. Or stay at home. Have a bubble bath. Buy yourself a nice, I don't know, bath bomb and fill your own cup up. Because like I said, when we continue to have others fill our cups up for us, we don't know what they're filling our cup up with. But when we continue to fill our cup up, we know what we're putting in our cup. And that's the biggest takeaway I can tell everybody is if you continue to put yourself in situations where you're having to prove your worth, your value, your confidence, your respect, your integrity, those are not the people that you're meant to be around. And if it's your family, but you really want to be around Cousin Susie or Cousin Larry or whoever it is that you might miss out on, make a special arrangement just to be around them. A holiday can be a holiday any time of year. I have worked most of my life in restaurant and retail where Christmas, even my ex-husband who would go in the hospital on some Christmases because he was an ill man, I would work some of those days. So Christmas to my kids wasn't necessarily Christmas Day. It was the next day. It wasn't about the actual holiday. It was the day we finally had spending with each other. And then there was times where my kids, I did put them through psychological trauma and sent them on to my family's house where they had to wear the Sunday best and they had to act a certain way and be a certain way and go with my mother and the trauma I put them through. Why? And I'm happy now that they can can fill their own cup, that they don't have to go anywhere that they're obligated to go. Or they don't have to do things that they don't want to go to. Well, anyway, it's almost the end of my show. I don't even think I took my last break, but maybe I did because I've been talking. Anyway, next week's show, not everyone loves the holidays, so we need to elevate their emotions. Not everyone loves the holidays, and why do some people not love the holidays, and what one of my clients went through during the holidays, 
and why the holidays really don't mean anything to her except for it's a guaranteed day off. And remember this, fill your own cup up. Don't rely on anyone else to fill your cup up because the muck you might get in your cup, the day-old coffee, the yucky water, the, what is it, the bar mat. I was a bartender years ago, bar mat that, you know, that customer that upset us, we'd give them some of the bar mat. Um, Yes, I did that. Boy, I traumatized some people in my life. But about that. Do you want a clean cup? Do you want your favorite filled? So fill it up for yourself. Because that's what, that's what this is about. It's about letting go of what is expected of you during the holidays and being who you want to be. Because all the holidays was for love joy, happiness, which you can create yourself. And it doesn't have to be with those you don't want to be around. And I want to end tonight with, of course, still another shout out to my 100-year-old mother-in-law, Lily Mae Ashman Bird, here in Richmond, Virginia, because she is who I value and who I see value in. And I'm always grateful and honored, grateful and honored and thankful to be able to spend evenings with her where we can laugh, sing, dance, and love life and let go of all the bullshit that's happened to us before. Because that's what this is all about. Letting go of the BS in our life and bringing in the joy, love, and happiness. And that's what the holidays should be. So if you need to have a bubble bath at home, I yourself have a bubble bath. So thank you again for joining me on Inspired Choices Network. I am Sandy Bird, the host of Emotional Elevator. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Emotional Elevator Show. Sandy returns Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, start elevating your emotions and stop riding the emotional elevator that is stopping you from living the life you deserve. <laughs>